Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. I'm your host, the Fairy Coin Mother, Cinquanta Cocksmith of www.cinquantacocksmith.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast. I am here with season six episode seven, and we are going to talk all about YouTube today. I'm going to talk about my journey on YouTube, the ups and downs, what was the turning point in my YouTube career, how long I have been on YouTube, but I really want to know how you guys are doing out there. We are almost through the year of 2021. It seems like a sparse memory. What was 2020, the year of the pandemic? We were all trying to figure it out and now we are all outside. Some are outside without their mask on. We have people who are vaccinated. We have unvaccinated people. Countries are accepting our American ghetto asses again and we should be thankful because we miss their clearable waters. But as most people have suspected, they said, you know, well, we didn't have any bad storms last year. We didn't have this and that, you know, so you got to understand that the world is back open, pollution, recycling, air quality is not the same. Things have shifted from us remotely like working the whole America on 50% to now we're back to like 100%. There is going to be a trial and error of this. There are still people getting COVID. So it's still a really real thing. We still have to be safe. We still have to wash our hands and don't be racist. We're still fighting for justice. We're still fighting for our Black lives that do matter. We are still hoping that you know, the revolution will be televised. And when it's televised, we want it to come with a sentence or a punishment that is surreal. The same that our Black men get for selling weed. When we have numerous people opening up weed shops and making money off the cannabis industry. So again, no one should be in prison for weed. It is derived from a plant, okay? So we are fighting for so many things. Women are still fighting to be protected, protect our black women. So there's still a lot of things that we need to work on. The world is not perfect. Like I said, America is ghetto and we just live here. But then we got people out here building their own spaceships. Like, wow. Money and technology will take you places beyond the stars, okay? Let's go ahead and get into this episode. It's time for our rapid fire questions of the day. You know what time it is. It's time for the rapid fire questions of the day. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump into it because like I said, if you've been here listening so far, you get the gist of what the rapid fire questions of the day is. And our very first rapid fire question is big dogs or small dogs? Y'all already know my boy Choo Choo. He's a little chihuahua. I've never owned a big dog. So I first got introduced to the breed of chihuahuas when my boyfriend, now husband, had a, they had a chihuahua back in 
I don't know, 2005, 2004. And I, I believe it was his brother's dog turned there. No, I don't know. But the dog name was Baby Boy. And then when we got married and moved together, we, you know, tried to get a, a dog <laughs> called Baby Boy. And we named him Baby Boy the second. And it, that didn't work out. And then I got my own little puppy, Pepper. He was a chihuahua, but he hated my husband. And eventually he died. And our puppy that we have now, Choo Choo, he's been with us since he was a couple of months old. So we've had him for over 12 years at this point. And he is my heart, okay? Chihuahuas live a long time. And I hope he's here to see both of the kids graduate from high school and just be his old man self because he's like my little best friend. So definitely small dogs for me. So my next rapid fire question is, have you ever seen a kangaroo in person? And I have. It It didn't happen at a zoo. It was more so one of those safaris, those ride-through safaris that we took when we were in Virginia. We went to a safari and they had like a walk-around petting type thing uh, where we could pet certain animals and feed them. I got to see the kangaroo actually in the mother's pouch. So that was definitely a really good sight to see. So I have seen a kangaroo in person, not that close, but well, pretty close because the fence area wasn't as big and we could kind of walk up really close to it. So I've seen a kangaroo. <laughs> Let's get into the YouTube conversation. And if you have never seen my YouTube channel, let me go ahead and give y'all the intro. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. It's your girl, Cinquanta Smith of www.cinquantacoxsmith.com. Smile for me. So that is my intro over on YouTube. Get used to hearing it because I know after you listen to this podcast, if you haven't already, you're going to go over there and subscribe and join almost 8,000 others listening to my content. I go into in-depth videos about print on demand. I used to share my life, but I really want to tell you guys a little bit of my history on YouTube. What was the turning point and basically kind of how much money I'm making now. I'm not going to go into like super, super specific details, but I make a nice little chunk of change. Eventually one day I wish to make more, but it is something that pays a few I started YouTube since 2007. As of right now, I've been on YouTube for 14 years. Now, I'm not going to say I've been consistent and actively uploading on YouTube for 14 years because that would be a lie. Somewhere between 2007 and 2008-ish, I used to booty shake on YouTube. I used to like booty me, you know what I'm saying? Girl, shake that booty me, <laughs> that booty me. I was dancing. I was the twerk team before the twerk team was a twerk team. And I grew up dancing. I love to dance. So that's kind of like what I did. I danced on YouTube. I had videos where I was basically dancing and it was fun to me. I had fun doing it. After I became a mom, not so much. I kind of just use YouTube like most of the people here do. And I started to like watch more people, like hair stuff, learn about natural hair. Then I started to see that more people started to like vlog their family life and things like that. And after watching a few different people for a while, I decided that in September 
or October of 2014 that I would start vlogging my family. So I had no clue where to start. I had not a lot of knowledge because at that time YouTube was changing. So there were more information about like doing thumbnails and how to edit videos. And I did everything from my phone at that moment. I've done everything with my phone. Even up until this moment, I've always makes, basically used my phone. Different elements would come into play later on, but primarily I've made it in my YouTube career by recording on an iPhone, <laughs> okay? So my first couple of vlogs was pointless, didn't have any real direction, just kind of providing day-to-day -day life things. And as I started to grow a little bit, I just dibbled and dabbled in like hair reviews as a blogger. I had a blog called Smiley Quanta. I did some beauty and hair beauty reviews of things that I would get. I was a part of the julep box and I would get some subscription box and I would do unboxings and reviews from things on Amazon that I received. And the very first time that I started earning was in December of 2014. Um, and this was before you had to have the 1,000 subscribers and the 4,000 watch views. I started making a couple of cents in December of 2014. And that was just basically based off of what I was uploading and what people was watching. I finally, after blogging for so long, off and on, doing challenges, doing things, I finally got my first paycheck in January of 2016. So note that I started earning in 2014. It took me two years to get my first payout of over a little over $100. So it was like $101. And with Google AdSense, you have to have at least $100 to cash out. And it took me a year. But that's not it. It took me another year to finally get another paycheck. And when I say a year, my first paycheck was January 2016 and my second check was January 2017. So it took me two years to get the first $100, but it only took me one year to get the second $100. And then somewhere in between 2017 and 2018, 2019, most of my income was $17.60. And that was because YouTube had gone and put the put in place the 4,000 watch hours that you had to have and the 1,000 subscribers that you had to have to be monetized. So that's when things took a nosedive. And I wasn't really as active on YouTube. Every now and then I would put out a video, like a life update or vlog or just an informational video. But it wasn't until I realized that I really wanted to niche down and do my print on demand stuff. I sat down, I made a plan and I came out with a series and I believe it was like the end of 2018 or 2019 that I did print on demand sites that you should be using. And that kind of took off for my channel. And that was what helped me potentially start to gain more views and the watch hours that I needed to have. But you needed to have the watch hours within a year time frame. So of course, when a new year rolled around, 20, close to 2020, whatever I had and eventually fell off. So it was like me running against a clock to get that, that's 4,000 hours. By July, 2020, after having $17.60 sit in my YouTube account from 2018 to 2019 through half of 2020, I was finally re 
monetized, okay? So my first um, check came, was it August? Because they pay you a month after. My first check was $244.98 after being monetized in July of 2020. And around the end of 2018, like I said, I got really consistent and I realized what people like to watch because of those print-on-demand videos took off. I had this structure where I would review different print-on-demand sites, show samples, give them an overview of the website, and just help them out to find where they can make money. Who knew I was actually preparing for people to be able to find me throughout a pandemic? Because what happened was my views basically tripled because people were looking for different things to do to make money from home. And a lot of my videos helped them throughout the pandemic to, you know, not only show up for themselves, but learn about a different platform where they could use to make extra income. So when I started to structure my YouTube channel around print on demand and my teachings and sharing my courses, I started to make more money that way, not only from my YouTube channel, but from my courses, from booking calls and things like that and working with different clients. So I started to be consistent. I gained the, the YouTube base, the fan base. And then since then, I basically released three to five videos every week more so on the three side, but when I'm like in a crunch, it's been a few times I release a video every single day just because I wanted to keep the momentum going. But now I release videos three times a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, okay? So I'm almost at AK subbies. Hopefully soon that will happen, but nothing has come easy for me. You guys see me celebrate now, but trust and believe I was, I was always trying to get people to subscribe to my channel, are always trying to make my channel better, or always figure out what can I do to make this better. I've done giveaways, chat. I've done all kinds of stuff, just trying to get a loyal fan base. But I'm glad that I found that print on demand is what works for me. It's something that I truly enjoy talking about, and it's something I enjoy sharing. That was my journey on YouTube, and I promised myself that 2020, I was as consistent as possible. It grew. I got monetized. For the past year now, was it year? It's been a year. I have received uh, 500 or more on every check since then, which is a blessing. And hopefully one day it'll be more than that. But I'm still working hard and it pays off every month when I see, okay, you're making about the same amount every month. So that means I'm doing the right thing. Some months is higher. Some months is a little lower, but I know because of my consistency. And what happens is once people find one video, they go back and they start looking at all the other old videos and realizing how much information is on my channel. So I'm blessed for that. Um, I know looking forward to 2020 may look different for my YouTube channel just because I'm almost to the point where I'm experiencing burnout and I feel like I don't have as much to share. So I've made a plan to tackle the rest of this year and make sure I get out all the type of intentional videos that I want to get out there to people uh, so that my channel can continue to work for me as passive income. When I do decide to not upload three times a week or when I only show up once a month, my channel will still be working for me and making the money and generating the income that I need. So that is some of my game plan and my goal. And I'm not going to say I'm a YouTube expert because I, I'm not. Uh, I still don't love to edit, but I found tools and, and tips and things to make it easier and more pleasurable 
and faster for me to do things. So I'm excited that you guys are here with me. Make sure you go over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash smileyquanta, or you can just search it by my name, Sinquanta Cox Smith. Make sure you hit the notification bell to be notified every time that I release a new video. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this insight on my journey on YouTube. And maybe it can give you some inspiration if YouTube is something that you want to get into to make additional income as well. This segment is called Q Money Bags Thought of the Week. Hey guys, welcome back to the Q Money Bag Thought of the Week. Before we get into my topic, I just want to know, have you guys been watching the Encore on BET? Because I am in love with the EP. I'm in love with some of these songs. And Bird's Eye View is my favorite. Now, I love this song and I love Skeletons. They don't know what it is to they get here. They don't know the things that I dealt with. Cause I had to learn all the lessons. So that you could. Woo! Alright, so that's Bird's Eye View. And then there's this one called Skeletons. And I just love it. It's such a great EP. Lay you up on one side of my pillow. Skeletons in your All right, so that's enough to let you guys know what I have been listening to nonstop all week since the finale aired. It featured Shamari DeVoe. It featured Felicia and Fallon from the group Cherish. It featured Irish and, oh my gosh, what was her sister's name? Oh, Irish and Misha from 702. And then it featured Pam from... Total. It featured Keely from 3LW and last but not least, Nivea. Now, Nivea was like the wild card because Nivea was the only one that has not been in the group. But the final four plus Pam was Shamari, Felicia, Fallon, and Keely to form the group Blueprint. And after the show aired, Pam was the only one who had like a gospel song on there. So she initially performed with them on the finale, but then it, it basically splashed across the screen saying since the show had aired and the EP had gone to press, Pam decided to lead the group to pursue a gospel hour. I feel like I, got, I run a gossip podcast, but she has not said much on her social media. So we don't know, but yeah, Blueprint is like when number one on the R&B charts, but that is not what we're talking about on the Q Money Bag Style of the Week. Today, we're going to talk about how I define success and how I kind of got to slap myself upside the head thinking about something that I shared on Facebook last week. So last week on Facebook, I posted, I work hard as fuck and my achievements be coming in like a sloth. So I was in my feelings. I do suffer from seasonal depression. It normally happens when my kids get out of school and when my kids are getting ready to go back to school. So I'll probably struggle a few weeks just getting the adjustment of picking them up and them no longer being in the house. But by next month, I'll... I'll be out of my depressed mode and anything in between that deals with the weather. I was in, I was in my feelings, right? And then this week, not even this week, well, I was in my feelings, but literally my inbox of opportunities 
have been out of this world. Things that I could never have even dreamed up for myself. Things that I don't even know. I have to recheck my vision board to even see if these were the things that was on my vision board. I kind of think it has been. But you know, we got to be careful with those vision boards because I'm probably sure that I have the Printful logo on my vision board, but I had no clue the magnitude, how I would be working with Printful as an affiliate and as a brand ambassador, multiple times being featured on their websites, being contacted to produce content for them and Printify as well. And recently I had another print on demand company to reach out to me as well. I've gotten opportunities and it seems like my success, I think I was trying to measure it by money and point blank, that's not how my success comes. My success comes in the form of publication, right? I always preach longevity, but what I was not seeing was that my longevity will live on because it's in print form. We know newspapers are forever, basically. You can search at the library for different publications from years ago. So I see that my success is longevity in the form of publication, in the form of the videos that I am producing. It seems that the older my videos are, the more successful they are. The longer that they've been up, the more it becomes successful. And some people are like, well, why do you want that? You don't want the instant you know, the instant success of as soon as your video gets up there, it's no, because if I release the video today and there's 10,000 views, that means just about everybody's seen it already. There's no one left to really watch it again. It's, it's like the sloth. <laughs> the sloth is letting me know that my grind may be slow, but it's slow because my longevity will be here for years and years to come. People will forever be able to read my book. People will forever be able to listen to the podcast as long as they have things to listen to. I'm sure technology will evolve and change and most people won't carry around laptops anymore. We'll have these sleek little laptops that are just like one-handers. Technology is gonna change, but the form of how we digest information will not. And that has been my path to success. I have been able to create these pathways for myself where I have a long list of publications. I have pages dedicated to me and interviews and, and things that I have not even seen for the future that will live on past my lifetime. So my success comes in the form of print publication, online success, YouTube videos and podcasts. So I don't, I wasn't complaining. I think I just didn't see it yet. So now that I see how my, my success comes, I'm more at peace. And it's crazy because this is what I wanted. But when it doesn't feel right, you know, you start to overthink things and you're like, oh, well, I'm not doing something right because this is not happening. And I got to realize that I shouldn't think like that because it's actually happening at a rapid pace. I have deadlines <laughs> for, I'm still working for myself, but I'm producing the content that I set out to do. When I decided I wanted to do print-on-demand videos, I had no clue what that journey would be like. I had no clue I would be creating content for print-on-demand businesses that I basically work with, print-on-demand businesses that I use just because I like their service. Stay the course. <laughs> my success and my achievements does not look like anyone else's that I 
does not look like everyone else's and yours will not as well. Figure out how you define success and I think we'll all be better off. And again, let me stay in my lane and stay minding my business and not worry about nobody else. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and until next time. Hey guys, today I'm here to talk about Printful. So Printful is an on-demand order fulfillment and warehousing service that fulfills and ships products, including clothing, accessories, and home and living items for online businesses. So if you've been following along on my YouTube channel or here on my podcast, you've heard me talk about print on demand and you heard me talk about Printful. I enjoy Printful and I call it my number one source for print on demand fulfillment and shipping. They're awesome with their customer service and I recommend them to anyone who wants to start shipping products with no startup costs. It's free to use and I love just getting my samples in the mail. I love seeing my customers super excited about the quality of their t-shirts and other items. So if you want to go ahead and join Printful, visit bit.ly backslash printfulcc to sign up. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the Coins and Connections podcast. Don't forget to leave a review and join the conversation over on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag Coins and Connections. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Smith and at Coins and Connections. You can shop all merch at www.coinsandconnections.com. I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.